Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is for Luke Warsham and for Zach Bingham. Uh, make sure you follow us all over social media, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords, in the area, renterswarehouse.com. Uh, Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout's free. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai, if you need a new car, head out to Lebanon. WilsonCountyHyundai.com for the inventory. Calvin and Subtle to help out with your hardwood floors to increase the value of your home. Head to CalvinAndSubtle.com and the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. God, I just cannot, like the hair comments are <laughs> just overly distracting and continuing oh. to be distracting. Well, uh, and the, Jordan, and everybody's going to jump in. Yeah. <laughs> what's distracting me is there's like an argument over where Zach is going on. Like, oh, it's, it's, Rusty says, no, he can't, he can't get fired. He's one of the, he, he's the Z. He's one of the founders. Yes. Uh, no, Zach is not fired. Zach is in Dallas. Okay, so the two things today that we're going to have to continue to remind people is yeah. uh, Zach is not done in Nashville. Zach is helping uh, launch the Dallas uh, market, and actually they made their first big sale yesterday. So that's All there's right. some good news before the Ain't That Good News segment. So Zach will be back next week. Bobby says, I uh, traded him to Dallas for Zeke. You don't want Zeke in that contract. So Dallas will be, uh, Zach will be back from Dallas next week. And then my hair looks like this because the magic bucket told me to do it. And when the magic bucket tells <laughs> you to do something, you have to do it. You have no choice. So that is what's going on with this. Uh, so Luke, now we can officially get the show started. I'm sure yes. throughout the show, we're going to have to tell people why I look like uh, a, a boy band guy from the nineties or an emo high school kid from the two thousands or, or, or whatever. But uh, today we saw that ESPN.com released their position rankings for really every position group for every NFL team. And so I automatically am curious of what they, what ESPN's Mike Clay thinks of the Titans position group. Now this isn't just the starters because we do know that according to ESPN's poll from earlier this summer, the Titans had seven players who ranked as top 10 players at their position. Now, I thought that was a really good thing to have. That was tied for second in the NFL to have that many players ranked top 10 at their position group. But now mm -hmm. it's the overall depth of the position. And I thought the Titans wide receivers got screwed in this, but we'll go through position by position quarterback units where it's Ryan Tannehill and Logan Woodside to, and even Matt Barkley taken into consideration of this. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was eighth, which is higher than he was in the, yeah. was in, in the individual rankings. So at least one Titans position got the respect it deserves, right? Yes. And so I think eighth for Ryan Tannehill and the Titans quarterbacks is very fair in a good ranking overall, because Obviously, the starters are heavy, heavily weighted here with Kansas City, Green Bay, Tampa Bay all being the top three. Seattle, Buffalo, Dallas, and Baltimore being the only teams ahead of the Titans. So I think this is honestly very correct. And this is where I thought Ryan Tannehill should have been around by himself. Now, Matt Stafford was above Ryan Tannehill, as was Kyler Murray 
and then uh, Justin Herbert. Those those teams, uh, those players are ninth, tenth, and twelfth in these positional rankings. So I have no no problem with the quarterback position rankings being eighth. Now no. we we could get into this, Luke. Running back units. The mm-hmm. Browns are number one. I think that's fair because they have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. So that's no complaints there. Then you've got the Minnesota Vikings with Dalvin Cook. I have no idea who their backup is. You have the Carolina Panthers with Christian McCaffrey. I also don't know who their backup is. And then the Titans are fourth with Derrick Henry. But I think I can understand why they're fourth because you have no idea what Darrington Evans is. And then we know that Jeremy McNichols is a below average replacement. So there's just not a lot of depth at running back that is a known commodity. So fourth overall for Derrick Henry and the Titans running back position group. How do you feel about that right So I definitely think Cleveland is ahead of the Titans in terms of depth because they've got that two-headed monster yeah. in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. But then beyond that, like, I don't know who the Vikings have behind Dalvin Cook. Yeah, you know, I and uh, who's the third team? I had it right here. Uh, the Panthers. The Panthers. Yeah, I don't know who the Panthers have behind Christian McCaffrey. Like, I, at a certain point, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, at a certain point, your backup's a backup. The Browns are the exception to that because their backup, they don't really have a backup. Their they backup have one A, one B. Now, yeah. Alexander Madison is uh, in, is well, and then uh, Ch- Chuba <laughs> Hubbard is. Uh, I believe is also yeah. a, a pretty well known guy who's a rookie. But he's he's a jag, Austin. Both of those guys are. They're just a guy. Hubbard's behind. And I'm, I'm not Catholic. saying that Darrington Evans or Jeremy McNichols is not. But here's the certain- thing: Alexander Madison has has shown more than anybody other than Derrick Henry in the Titans' backfield, right? Okay, I'll I'll give you that. So but- I, you know, I think. Really, you could argue third for the Titans, but again, they're fourth, so that's not that that not too big of a deal. But now we come down to the wide receiver units, oh and this is where the disrespect runs strong. I have no problem with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being the top-ranked wide receiver unit in the NFL because I believe yeah. that they are. When they um, when when Luke's when Luke's Hall of Fame wide receiver Antonio Brown is your third or fourth option, then you're really damn good, right? Then the Dallas Cowboys are number two. I don't have a problem with that either because Amari Cooper uh, with CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup are very, very good bona fide receivers who have proven it to, to work together. Then third is Cincinnati. Fourth is Pittsburgh. Then you get to fifth with the Tennessee Titans. So you're telling me, ESPN's Mike Clay, that Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Josh Reynolds are not as good as Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Chase Claypool, and uh, I forget even who they're – James Washington, I think, is still the Pittsburgh's uh, third receiver. Th- or then uh, Cincinnati, who have good players with T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase – but I'm taking, I am taking Julio, AJ, and Josh Reynolds over both of those two rosters uh, in this situation. This is nonsense, Austin. I think that the Titans' receivers are better than all three of Dallas, Pittsburgh, 
and Cincinnati. Well, let's start with Dallas because they got the highest ranking after the Buccaneers. Dallas, like you mentioned, right? Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup. Well, A.J. Brown's better than Amari Cooper. Julio Jones is better than C.D. Lamb, who didn't do very much as a rookie. Not, not Nothing exceptional, anyway. And then Josh Reynolds and Michael Gallup, I don't know that there's a whole lot of difference there. Gallup probably has the edge. Gallup's but, more talented. Yeah, but the top two are better than their top two. So give me the Titans. You mentioned the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers. Juju, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, James Washington. Right, I give me the Titans all day long. And then the Bengals have Jamar Chase, who's never played a snap of NFL football. Tyler Boyd and he didn't is a, play all last year, too, by the way. Exactly. Tyler Boyd is a good slot player. I, I may give them that. Uh, Julio and AJ are better than, than Tyler Boyd, but, but he's certainly a leg up on Josh Reynolds. And then T. Higgins is not better than any of those three players, I don't think. Maybe he's Reynolds level. Like, this is just I, – I, I don't know that it's uh, disrespect. I, I, there was a good comment – that said, uh, this isn't disrespect. This came from Chad. He said, it's not disrespect. It's plain ignorance. They don't want to be correct. It's all about perspective. <laughs> I don't know that they don't want to be correct. I do think this comes out of, like, ignorance, though. And, like, you know, Steelers, black but it's, and gold. But here's brand. the thing. is all right, all right, I'm, I'm going to hold what I was about to say because I want to ask you guys and just okay. flat out, here's the question. It's where should the Titans wide receivers be ranked in the NFL position rankings? Where should the Titans wide receivers be ranked in these NFL position rankings? Because right now ESPN's Mike Clay has the Titans fifth behind Tampa, Dallas, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, then the Titans. So where should the Titans rank? But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Simply head to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There are so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit. They create extra cash flows for you and your family uh, by renting out your property instead of the one-time transaction of selling your home. That's how you get long-term wealth by building equity. If you're a renter and you're trying to find that next spot, that right spot for you, whether it's a home, duplex, townhome, apartment, condo, whatever it might be, Renters Warehouse has an incredible inventory across the mid-state that can help you find the right place to be at RentersWarehouse.com. And our friends at BetMGM have a fantastic deal going on for you today. Today, if you get on BetMGM and you use the promo code that you see on your screen there, A to Z Sports, that will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. It's a great way to get your feet wet in the sports betting world. If you've never tried it before, but you, you, you're constantly seeing tweets about lines and parlays and, and the over and the under and all that, and you want to hop in, it's a great way to do that. Or if you're a sports betting vet and you're just looking for a great deal to take advantage of, a new platform to try out, uh, this is for you as well. So use that promo code A to Z Sports. You'll get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000 on BetMGM, the king of sports books. All right, so we're asking the question here this morning, uh, where should the Titans wide receiver group be ranked in the NFL's position rankings? So that's the question. I'll just run through it again. ESPN.com's Mike Clay ranked every position group in the NFL. <laughs> Offense, defense, not special which, teams. So. Which is a massive undertaking. Like, oh, it's a huge give him project. Credit for this. Huge project. And he's been doing it for a few years, he said. So the wide receivers as followed – one Tampa, two Dallas, three Cincinnati, four Pittsburgh, and five Tennessee. 
So yeah. that's what he's got there. So uh, we ask you guys the question, where should the Titans wide receivers be ranked? Charles says second. Chris says second. I think nobody disagrees with Tampa being one, right? That's, uh, that's, that's not true. There was uh, – I did see one comment. Well, this one says co-first with Tampa Bay. But Rusty says first, no question. Okay, so we've got a few select few that are taking uh, the Titans over Tampa. I, I disagree. Uh, Roy says second. Nicholas says T. Higgins is better than Reynolds. I, I agree with that. I think T. Higgins is it has a higher ceiling and is better than Josh Reynolds. Oh, no, no doubt. I mean, T. Higgins like the 34th pick overall and had a really solid rookie year with no quarterback. Where's Cleveland? Cleveland's better than Pittsburgh. Uh, Cleveland is 13th. What? Yeah, so after after Tennessee, uh, sixth is Minnesota because you've got the duo there of Jefferson and uh, 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 Adam, Adam Thielen. Seventh is Seattle, which I, I'm glad the Titans are at least above those two teams because that's true. Uh, eighth is Miami. Nine is Buffalo. Uh, Ten, Arizona, who has now DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green and Christian Kirk. Eleventh, Carolina. Twelfth, Green Bay. Thirteenth, Cleveland. So Cleveland, uh, I think, I you know I, I have an argument with but that. Did, did but Randall Cobb slide Green Bay ahead of Cleveland there? Who probably. has Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry? Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, so Ethan says they're putting a lot on potential, not reality, with that list. So that's, Titans that's Kyle. Correct. Titans Kyle says second or third. Noah says second. Bemo says ceiling two, floor three. Uh, Steph says they should easily be second. Nate says second. Thomas says two or three. Uh, Troy says second, but the best duo in the league. So Troy would take AJ and Julio over Mike Evans and Godwin. Ethan says second. Travis says they should only be ranked number two behind Tampa only. Uh, Danny says second or third at worst. I still think second. Austin Hall says he would put them, put the Titans at three. Jay says third. Andrew says second. Chandler says second behind Tampa. Uh, Luke, what do you think? Oh, well, Bobby says Cooper has more yards. A.J. Brown has more touchdowns. He's taking A.J. Brown over Amari Cooper. So, Luke, where do you have the Titans wide receivers in positional rankings across the NFL? Definitely second. I think that that is a really, really strong trio. And the Titans have what, what I don't think any of the other teams on this list have, and that is two bona fide number one matchup-proof wide receivers. Now, you mentioned Seattle. I really like their group of receivers, especially Tyler Lockett and, and A.J. Brown's buddy, D.K. Metcalf. But Tyler Lockett is not a matchup-proof wide receiver one. Tyler Lockett is someone who is more of a matchup threat, and he's more that speed threat. And, and then you look at the, the Bengals, who were ranked ahead of the Titans, right? Okay, Jamar Chase may be that. Jamar Chase could develop into that matchup-proof wide receiver one, Tyler Boyd is not that. Tyler Boyd is a slot player who has been very productive out of the slot in his young career, but he's a slot guy. The Titans have two matchup-proof number one wide receivers in A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. And on top of that, they have the role players. Chester Rogers is going to be a good, smooth slot player. I don't see. Here's the, here's the thing with this. I think we kind of have to end the conversation with this at wide receiver three because – Nobody knows what the hell anybody's going to get out of their fourth wide receiver any given season. Yeah. So, but okay. So, Josh Reynolds. Yeah. I think it stops at Josh Reynolds, who had what, 600 yards receiving last year. Julio had 700 plus in nine games, and AJ went over 1,000 again, right? So, they combined for, 
you know, 2,700 yards uh, or so as a unit. Those three guys did last year. Now they're all three on separate teams. Now are the Titans getting docked for these guys all just joining AJ Brown and not having a year under their belt playing with each other? Yeah, I want to respond to a comment that, that Daryl left. He said the thing no one understands is that the Titans are a heavy run team. If they throw through more spread up the tempo, they'd be the highest scoring offense. I would be with you if this was a fantasy football ranking. <laughs> but this is a who is the best, you know, i.e., who is the most talented. And, and I was having this conversation with a, a Bucks reporter yesterday. I was like, you know, with these Titans players, I wouldn't draft them in fantasy football because I don't know other than Derek because I don't know what their numbers are going to look like. But give me that team all day long, that 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 group of skill position players. Yeah, right. So um, here's what I think, Luke, and I think that I'm cool with it. I'm cool with the Cowboys being second, just because they put up incredible numbers last year without Dak Prescott. Because yeah. you had you had Amari Cooper with over 1,100. You had Ceedee Lamb as a rookie with 935 and five touchdowns, and then Michael Gallup was their third receiver with 843 yards. So I'm cool with – I disagree with Dallas being second, but I see the logic. Yeah, the logic – I'm not lost on that. Because they were doing that. Like Dak Prescott played, what, four games? And then they had Andy Dalton and and a guy that nobody remembers his name. And I'm lost – Ben DiNucci. I am lost uh, on Pittsburgh and pretty lost on Cleveland too, being so low. Yeah, so Pittsburgh. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver stats, and I'm gonna also pull up the Bengals as well because those are the other two teams ahead. I understand that people might be high on the Bengals' potential because they've got Tyler Boyd uh, and T. Higgins, and though T. Higgins actually had 900 yards last year as a rookie, which is really strong, pretty on par with what Ceedee Lamb did, and Tyler Boyd had 840 and AJ Green's no longer there, but they add Jamar Chase. So I, I do think I do think the Bengals are like a top eight wide receiver group for what they've got and what Jamar Chase can be because of how highly touted. But then you get to Pittsburgh and this is the most ridiculous one of them all because you have wide receivers who are very limited. Like Juju Smith Schuster is a limited route runner. Like he only does a certain amount of routes. Juju Smith Schuster was a free agent and no one wanted him. Yeah, he averaged 8.6 yards per catch. <laughs> like it's like that's not good. A, a, on 128 targets, he had 830 yards. He was third on his team in yards. Now, Deontay Johnson had a really nice year last year that nobody really expected. And then Chase Claypool and James Washington. So maybe Deontay Johnson's their third that Mike Clay's really high on him. But he's not like a superb guy. The, the Steelers don't have a dominant guy on their roster at the position where the Titans have two. And so I'm putting the Titans third behind Tampa, behind Dallas. I think third is right there. Now, why I'm so thrown off by the Titans being disrespected is because they have Julio Jones now. Julio Jones is a bona fide superstar around the NFL. He is supposed to allow the Titans to get respect and not be overlooked because there was a great comment. I forget who said it or I give them credit for the, this is not disrespect. This is based off the ignorance. You throw ignorance out the, out the window because you cannot be ignorant about Julio Jones. If you're a NFL analyst. Yeah. And so I think 
I think this is disrespect because they're not viewing AJ Brown as a good enough player in this in these rankings to put the Titans fifth. Here's what I would. Uh, the AJ Brown thing is interesting to me because I think you nailed it that you can't be ignorant about Julio Jones. He's he or Antonio Brown pick one is the best receiver of this generation of the last like 10, 15 years. AJ Brown is an interesting case though, because there seems to be varying opinions in the national media. There seems to be this segment that likes AJ Brown and probably thinks he's a little bit better than he actually has been over his first two years. And then there's another segment that, thinks he's not been as good as he actually has been over his first years and doesn't realize, you know, going back to the earlier comment about the Titans being a run team, the the issue of them throwing the ball a a limited number of times. I I think it's really interesting. Another thing that I think is interesting is if you take A.J. Brown versus D.K. Metcalf to go back to Seattle, like where does the national ranking of those two fall? I would have thought that that a national person would would put – DK Metcalf on a bigger pedestal because he's the more exciting player and he had the better combine and all of that. I, I, it's a really interesting conversation. Yeah, D- Camario says a national publicity plays a exactly. big role, but that's yeah. but, but AJ Brown. Uh, I'm sorry, Julio Jones has that right. Uh, Steph says AJ Brown's a dog. He's easily a top six wide receiver right now. I mean, the top six. You're getting into semantics, but AJ Brown is a top ten wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, Roy R- says AJ yeah. Brown has been phenomenal. Roy also Roy says with Mariota at times as well because all roads lead back to Marcus Mariota. Yeah, Keelan and others continue to ask, "What's up with the slick down hair, Austin? You're not five years old." LOL. Just joined the live. Yeah, so the magic bucket told me yesterday that I had to do today's show with my hair gelled straight down forward. Luke had to do it uh, last Friday, so now it's my turn to do it. It's very uncomfortable. It's awkward. It's distracting because I keep looking at myself in the live stream monitor and just being like, what are you doing? You fool. And I feel like, I feel like I'm uh, Spider-Man three, Toby Maguire or the emo kid in sophomore year of high school. Uh, and that, that's just, you know, it's uncomfortable right now, but you know what? The shows we're 26 minutes into the show. I've only got like, I'm, I'm almost halfway there, almost halfway <laughs> there to get through this. Uh, so you know, look, we'll, we'll just power through no big deal on this. Okay. So Luke, uh, you've yes. got two trends for the Titans rookie class heading into preseason game number two. We're going to get to your two trends for these rookies. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about our friends and sponsors at Calvin and Subtle. CalvinandSubtle.com is where to go to upgrade your hardwood floors. There's there's really an easy way to upgrade and improve the overall value of your home, and that's to rip out that old carpet and put hardwood floors in there. And Calvin and Subtle does a great job of having, one, a quality product, and two, phenomenal customer service, and three, they're efficient. They get in, they get out, right? So they don't just disrupt your life and disrupt your home for a month of time to give you those new hardwood floors. They're going to be efficient with uh, your project and also do a fantastic job uh, with the install as well. CalvinandSubtle.com is where to go. And I need to tell you again about our friends at BetMGM because they've got a great deal going on, of course. Right now, if you use the promo code you see there, A to Z Sports, you give them that, they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. you got to try out the BetMGM app today because BetMGM is the king of sports books. Yep, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be president of Tennessee, and for gambling problem support, call it Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Okay, Luke, two trends 
with the Titans rookie class. Anyway. Yes. So I, I do want to preface this by saying that the, these trends refer to the class as a whole. There are exceptions, you know, throughout, but as a whole, <coughs> this rookie class does have, have two big trends. Yes. The first trend is that I think the group is ascending. It is heading in the right direction. They're all improving. The exception to that is Des Fitzpatrick, but we've talked about him enough. We're not going to get off yes, on that we, rabbit trail. We have trail. loaded and piled yes. on Des Fitzpatrick <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. Where I'm at the point where I start to feel yeah. bad for him. Yeah, but with him as the exception, this is a group that is improving. You see it every day. Every day, Caleb Farley looks better than he did the day before. Rashad Weaver continues to shine. Dylan Radins, of course, settled in in the preseason game. I'm excited to watch him tomorrow night and see what he's able to do. Uh, we haven't seen Brady Breeze in a while. That, that's that been uh, a bit of a, uh, a, a sad thing. Yeah, he got um, hurt Friday injury. night in Atlanta, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the other day, Peter King was at practice, and he, he, he was apparently talking about Race McMath and thought he looked pretty good. Like, this, this is a rookie class that is, as a whole, on the rise, which is a really, really good thing. That's trend number one of two, Austin. Okay. Trend number two. None of them are really ready to play. The, except, <laughs> the exception, the exception, like I said, there's exceptions. The exception is Weaver. Okay. That dude's ready to go. Throw him out there. They'll be just fine. Caleb Farley is not ready for a starting role in the NFL. Dylan Radins is not ready for a starting role in the NFL. Monty Rice not ready for a starting role in the NFL. And just keep going down the list. Dez certainly isn't. Um, most of these rookies are not ready for a major role in the NFL which is a consistent theme with John Robinson draft picks. With A.J. Brown as the exception, John Robinson draft picks don't make week one impacts. They just don't. A.J. Brown lit up, lit up the Browns in his first game. Yeah. But John Robinson draft picks don't make week one impacts, and it's concerning to see that theme continue. Like but that's, Caleb, not, that is, that's not bad, though. I mean, because you think about it, like he's also drafted – Pro Bowlers that are Derrick Henry, who was not a week one impact guy, but obviously a good draft pick. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons is absolutely on the rise. Nate Davis is a Pro Bowl level guard. He's just not getting the recognition. He was a third round pick that was not ready week one. Uh, who else am I missing out there? Oh, Kevin Byard. <laughs> People forget about that. Kevin, but like, so I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think it's understanding what you should expect from rookies. Like Jeffrey Simmons and Caleb Farley were in different situations because of injuries that, uh, that occurred in the offseason before their draft prep. They don't count here. Dylan Radins, Jayon Brown, thank you, Seth Dobbs. I, there's a bunch of a, a bunch of guys that I'm not that I'm leaving out here uh, not on purpose. But like you're drafting Dylan Radins played in one game last season. So you, uh, Caleb Farley didn't even play in 20 games as a whole in college football, and he, uh, he got to Virginia Tech as a wide receiver. So I don't have a problem with it. It's just the fact that maybe it's – John Robinson has done a good enough job over the last several years as Titans GM of adding to the roster and flipping the roster into a bona fide top 10 roster in the NFL. Yeah. And so whenever you – whenever you like we, we were talking pre-draft is that – you could not really draft a starter. With the roster the Titans had going into the draft, there was not that opportunity to draft somebody to be a day one starter. 
the Titans don't have the roles open on that team to be a day one start as a rookie. So you're drafting off of potential and you're drafting off of what these players can be big picture. So you're drafting off of Monty Rice to potentially fill in for Rashawn Evans or Deion Brown if they leave in free agency. You're drafting for Rashad Weaver to replace Harold Landry if he has eight sacks this year and gets a Carl Lawson contract. You're drafting to for Dez Fitzpatrick and Racing Math to be project wide receivers. Dylan Radins, Taylor Lewan's contracts in a certain situation. You don't really know what's going on with that. But Dylan Radins, with one game he's played since 2019, is a project tackle that you drafted who has versatility. And so I don't have a and Caleb Farley was the ultimate draft a top 10 talent at 22 overall with injury concern to see what he can mold into because he's a unique physical asset with Caleb Farley. Yeah. I, I think you make some good points there. I think Farley might actually play tomorrow. Vrabel was was non-committal about that, whereas last week he said he wasn't ready to play. I, I do want to I want to address this point because it's sort of the point everyone is making that, that contradicts what I'm saying, right? In a draft, how many people are week one starters? The real question we should be asking is how many will be starters in more years or even next year? Here's the problem with that. John Robinson doesn't really re-sign his draft pick. Certainly not the first rounders, right? John Robinson is yet to re-sign a first round draft pick. And so with that pattern, I think it's dangerous to get in this trap of, yeah, but how will they contribute in the future? They're not around for the future a lot of times. Well, the future is, and that's the that's the juggling of a GM with a salary cap, is that you can't re-sign everybody. The, the problem with J-Rob is that he has drafted so well in the middle rounds that those are or in the second and the third round. That those guys are getting big contracts and they're generally outperforming the first rounders. So when you have the first rounder and they – they move on like they just couldn't afford to pay Corey Davis $12 million a year. They couldn't afford to pay Jack Conklin the $20 million in year one that he got from the Browns. So if you're drafting, if you're not re-signing your first round draft picks, it's only bad if they're not getting money elsewhere. And they are getting money elsewhere. Now, Rashawn Evans and Adore Jackson are in, Adore Jackson got a crazy amount of money from the Giants for whatever reason. But uh, but that was a different injury situation too. Jack Conklin was injury riddled as well. And so there's just been really weird situations with John Robinson's first round draft picks. Really all of them. All of them have had weird situations. The future is now. And it, I'll, say, I'll say this. I'll say this. If a if you draft, if, if you have a rookie who is starting day one, there's two probably boxes that they fill either one that rookie is an incredible player who is going to be a star for a while in the league or two you have a bad football team and the titans do not have a bad football team they have a very good football team a top 10 roster in the nfl according to mike clay uh his overall positional rankings have the titans seventh overall as a roster in the nfl so then then what rookie is really going to come in and start day one? You need these guys to have impacts, but you need them to be good players in December rather than September. But like, you don't think it's a problem that Chris Jackson is probably going to be the starter as a nickel and not Elijah Molden? Not for example. Really. I mean, not like, like I'm not worried about week one rookies. I like if I, I think there's a really high possibility that Elijah Molden, by the time we get to November, has probably jumped Chris Jackson. 
Just like Nate Davis wasn't ready for the first month of the season as a rookie. That was stupid, though. They threw Jameel Douglas out there, who sucked. Well, yes, and but again, let Nate him Davis get knocked over by Calias Campbell. Yeah, and then Nate they, Davis should have been out there. Trial by well, fire. Nate Davis wasn't ready yet, and so then they we're going to put Nate Davis. Why was he not ready week one, but all of a sudden in, because in week five against Atlanta, it's time to ready to go. That's a month, Luke. That's a month. Like week one and week five is a month. What? What, a what, month what? of practice, a month of preparation. Remember, Nate Davis missed like three weeks of training camp mysteriously because remember he had the heat exhaustion. Nate Davis leaves practice <laughs> yeah. with heat exhaustion and we didn't see him for two and a half weeks. That's yeah. the reason why. And, and so they're like, they're not like week one in the month of September is not what this is about for the rookies. It's about November, December, January. And I think the rookies, Farley, Raiden's, Molden, Monty Rice, and Weaver, those, I'll just count those five, not Brady Breeze and the wide receivers, but those five guys, I think, are good athletes and have ability to make an impact on this team this year, but not in the first half of the year. Weaver's the exception. I think Rashad Weaver has an impact and a role as the third edge rusher in week one and can play a decent amount of the snaps. But but other teams have rookies start week one. Good teams, right? Who? Because your your argument, Luke. Yeah, your your argument about well, if you have rookies start week one, they either have to be like superstars or you have a crappy team. Like there are plenty of good teams that will have rookies making a week one impact. Oh, no doubt. But again, the Titans the Titans are different in the fact that they drafted their top two draft picks, Caleb Farley and uh, Dylan Radins have played combined in one football game since 2019. But why can't Dylan Radins come into training camp and not be a disaster for a week and a half and firmly insert himself into the right tackle battle he hasn't and play, win he that hasn't job? Played a, he hasn't played. Like, the guy has not played that much recently. So, if you, you played one football game These are last season. Excuses, though. No, that's just the situation. Like, it's not an excuse. I'm not – it's just that Dylan Radins is going to take – he also was at North Dakota State. He might be a great football player down the line. He just needs a, a couple of months to catch up after only playing one game last year because of the COVID situation at North Dakota State and at the FCS level. One no, game. I, I, I will say this. I don't understand the guard stuff. I don't know why that is it's happening. Because, it's because they think Dylan – I think it's a good thing. It, Dylan Radins has flexibility to play both guard and tackle. That meaning he can help you and be active on game day to be able to play inside or outside if a player gets hurt. So they are preparing Dylan Radins to be a swing type of offensive lineman to, to be valued. That, that's how he's creating value for himself. Because you're not worried about Lawan Saffold, or Nate Davis, but right tackle is a different situation, and Dylan Radins you thought could play there. But now if Dylan Radins can be an actual fill-in for either the right tackle job, the right guard job, or the left tackle job, that's just really good value out of a second-round pick who played in one game last year from North Dakota State who might replace one of your 30-year-old uh, offensive linemen uh, in the future. Yeah, I, I think Dom has an, a good take here and a good point that he makes. He says he agrees with, with what I'm saying, but but you can attribute some of that to coaching. And I will step in front and defend the Titans because I think Mike Vrabel has assembled 
a brilliant group of position coaches that consistently make their players better. Uh, Keith Carter is at the top of that list. They turn offensive linemen through there, and he's able to help turn them into like quality starting players. I think Tony Dews does a great job. Rob Moore, the wide receivers coach, has made you know something out of nothing time and time again. Uh, there are others, but Mike Vrabel does a really good job with that. So I, I don't think that that is what the problem is here. I think it is more of – I think they get coddled a little bit, honestly. I think that's all, what a lot of it comes – I don't know that it is so much they are not ready so much as it is this, well, we're just going to bring you along. Uh, and, it, uh, and, and, and and I get the whole we have to taper them in. And, you know, with injuries, we're not going to throw you in the fire too early. Like with Caleb Farley, we're going to – Ease you back in, right? I get that with injuries, but let them drink out of the fire hose, man. Throw them out there. I feel like there's a lot of coddling that goes on. I think at some point, yes, at some point you need to just throw them out there and let the guys go play. But I think this is an overall philosophy. This is an overall philosophy that I think Rabel and John Robinson share about rookies. Is that it's not about week one. It's not about starting as fast as possible. It's about getting a player that, that fits what they want to do and be there for several years as a key player on the on the roster. And I just remember when you said that, I asked Shane Bowen something about Farley a couple of weeks ago, and, and he said, we want to tap into that talent and athleticism as soon as possible. And so we're throwing him out there and giving him the, the full reign and the full – for the full playbook and, and 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 letting him drink out of the fire hose. And if we realize we have to tone back, then we'll tone back. But right now we're throwing everything at Caleb Barley. And I don't know that – and that might be why Farley's struggling a little bit. Yes, right? that, I think that's a why Des- – Farley's a super good player, and this week he went against Hall of Fame wide receivers. I wish they would do that with everyone, and I don't think they do do that with everyone. Because they can't. Because everybody's not the same. But why not? <laughs> Why not? Because everybody's not the same, Luke. Like everybody learns differently. Everybody learns at a different rate. Every visual uh, or or walking through but it or whatever. But, okay, what, but what's happening is no one is learning at this rate. No, no, no. That's not what's happening. This is no. It's they are throwing a lot at Farley, Raidens, and Des Fitzpatrick. Those guys are learn like Raidens and Des Fitzpatrick are learning three positions. Caleb Farley had back surgery. Like those guys are learning a lot, and obviously, I think with Dez and Raidens, it's the 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 information they are filling their heads with is slowing down their ability to play. And with with so speed, you think the Titans are being too hard on the rookie? No, I no, I don't. I I just think that this is this is what the, this is the the decisions that they've made as a staff is to bring them along at a rate that they feel comfortable with, with a player. And depending on the situation that they're, they're drafting these players, their philosophy is long-term, not immediate. They're going out and signing free agents to fill immediate needs with Jack rabbit Jenkins, immediate free agent need, right? Like Bud Dupree was different, but he's immediate, immediate uh, free agent uh, need. Yeah, but Bud Dupree's a star player, and Jack Rabbit Jenkins used to be a star player and can be a, a stud for them. Like, I don't know. E- Ethan Ramsey says, don't devalue the importance of mental reps. You know who devalues the importance of mental well, reps? He's got Mike a laughing Grable. emoji, so he's, he's got a sarcasm there with it. Because the Mike Grable doesn't value mental reps. He, he has said at least one time that um, for the most part, they're kind of worthless. No, he, he does value mental reps because mental reps is the classroom. Like that's mental reps. Mike Vrabel. Absolutely- what I mean is the whole like, being out there at practice and like, 
I'm going to stand by it. I'm not in there, but I'm going to picture it in my head and feel like that's the stuff. That I, I, this is, is. I disagree. This is a ridiculous conversation. I think the tight, there's nothing you should not be freaking out about the Titans rookies minus Des Fitzpatrick. Des Fitzpatrick is the only rookie who is riding the struggle bus right now. Yeah. Everybody else is going through and, and is okay. There's a lot of different situations. Uh, Elijah Molden got dinged up one week. He didn't travel to Atlanta. He was dealing with some of the type of injury. Rashad Weaver looks awesome. Uh, he's got his own legal situation off the field. Caleb Farley and Dylan Radins are coming back from their own situations. And then the rookie wide receivers are what they are. They're developmental players drafted in the fourth and sixth round. That's, oh, that's the no. situation. It's nothing more than that. This approach worked really well last year. I think we can all agree with that. Look, last year was a disaster. But what do you? If you get Christian Fulton out of this to step up and be a, a cornerback number Christian two, Christian Fulton's a good move, football player. Yes, and you got him in the second round. And look, I can go on and on. Isaiah Wilson was drafted. Practice the, had nothing. <laughs> that, that, that's a watch. Here's, here's the thing about this is what John Robinson does in the first round. You draft players who are limited physical beings on this earth. Isaiah Wilson, Jeffrey Simmons, Caleb Farley are there are Adore not Jackson. a lot. Of, well, I'm those three guys in particular. Dory Jackson's a freak athlete too. I'll give you that. The guy was like a a, a Pac-12 track star. But so those four guys, Adory, Simmons, Isaiah Wilson, and uh, Caleb Farley, are unique athletes. There's not a lot of Isaiah Wilsons walking around. Isaiah Wilson is a complete dumbass mentally, but he is a very physically gifted athlete. You draft physically gifted athletes who might need help and development in the first round because there's not that many guys there. And if you draft them in the first, first round, you have an opportunity to get them cheap for a fifth year. And so that is why you draft guys like that in the first round. An opportunity they never use, but that's beside the point. Because they, it's their choice. And Jack Conklin was a unique situation with injury, as was a Dory Jackson. They picked it up, and they were able to get out from under it. And it look, it just once you get into week, year three, you can make your decision, but at least you have the opportunity for control in that fifth year. Yeah, there, there was a comment. Uh, Danny said, and this is an interesting point. We also didn't have a normal training camp last year. I think that for rookies, that's a fair point. But yes. if you're not a rookie, and I, I asked someone about that last year, a player. I want to say it was Bayard, but I can't remember exactly who it was. But they said something like, yeah, that's not really as big of a deal as, as the fans and the media think it is. And so I think that's mainly a rookie thing. It's a rookie thing because like, right, like that's why – you know, we talked yesterday about why aren't the Titans starters practicing? It's because they don't need to. They they want to get their younger guys more reps against the Bucks rather than get AJ Brown useless reps uh, against the Bucks. That's just my opinion. All right, let's go ahead and get into this question. We've talked about the rookies a lot for like almost twenty minutes. We've been talking about this. Dadson says Luke and Austin are on fire today. I agree. This has been this is really the first time me and Luke have gotten after each other. A little bit on a show. Yeah, I like what Juan Somewhat said. He a, said Luke, Luke needs to yell more like Zach to punctuate yeah, his point. You got to get the, the the neck veins going if you really <laughs> want people to believe you. All right, so let's go ahead and ask this question here. Which Titans rookie do you think will make the biggest impact this season on the field? Which Titans rookie do you think will make the biggest impact on the field 
this season. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. When you get hurt, know who you should trust, know how to get back to health the right and the quick way. That's what the Bone and Joint Institute, they have over a dozen doctors there at their facility in Franklin, Tennessee, who specialize in anything that can happen. So when that injury happens, trust them. They streamline the process of getting you back to health by doing everything under that one roof and not sending you all over the place to different waiting rooms and different facilities and centers uh, for everything else. But uh, boneandjointtn.org is where to go. And today, if you sign up for the BetMGM app and you give them that promo code you see on your screen there, A to Z Sports, they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's right. And we also have uh, A to Z Sports picks coming up later today with Alan Bell and Brian Edwards presented by BetMGM. So that's at 2 o'clock later today. So get ready for that. So uh, which Titans rookie will make the biggest impact on the field this season? Yeah, I want to read some comments Yeah, 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 I'll let you do it. So uh, let's see. Ziegler says Weaver. Charles says Weaver's the answer. Donald says Weaver. Ray says Weave. Jarvis says Weave. Lots of Weaves. Daniel says Weave. Dustin says Weave. Kenneth says Weave. John says Weave. Travis says Weave. Sir Esther says Weave. Lots of people are saying Rashad Weaver. See a little bit of Farley in there. Nate says Farley. Uh, Elo Gray says Farley. There are a few Elijah Moldens that I'm seeing as well. Clayton says Elijah Molden. Uh, but then more Weaver, right? Travis says Weaver's the easy pick. Scoop Richardson says Weaver is the easy pick. This is an interesting one. Robbie says Raidens. I'd be interested, Robbie, to hear your reasoning behind that. I'll, I'll give a reasoning. I'll, I'll make a pitch. You know, this is not quite bad sales job because it's not as ridiculous as our bad sales job segments on Mondays. But I do think here's my pitch for why Dylan Raidens could be the answer. I'm not saying he is my answer. Is which of these rookies has the quickest line to being a starter. Caleb Farley, I think. I, I, I honestly think it's Dylan Radins because Caleb Farley would probably be the third, uh, the third corner at best so far because of how well Christian Fulton's played. Now you're talking yeah. about nickel, you're talking about nickel personnel and all that like nuance, right? Which is fair because you need to bring that on. But he would be because of how well Christian Fulton's done this preseason and how good Jack Rabbit's been those two guys your top two corners so Caleb Farley would be third there at best I think at this point just because he has that far to go Dylan Radins could work himself into being a starter because Kendall Lamb and Ty Sam Brilo are very reachable when it comes to unseating them at whoever wins that job as the starting right tackle like yeah. I'm talking like it could be November it could be week 10 and Dylan Radins is now ready to, to start over those guys because he's probably more talented than Lamb and Sam Brilo. So I yeah. think Radins has the quickest line to winning a starting job than any other rookie. Elijah Molden, I don't think can get there. Like he can help you in situations, but I don't think he, he's getting there. And yeah. then Monty Rice is in, you know, he's yeah, the I was fourth curious. Inside. Because Eric, Eric commented, y'all are sleeping on on Monty Rice. I'm curious what, what you think about his potential there. Because well, a lot again, of people, when he was drafted, saw him not as the eventual Evans replacement, but the like ASAP Evans replacement. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, we'll have to see how Rashawn Evans does. But uh, Monty Rice, at this point, again, just like Christian Fulton, 
David Long's having a really good camp. He and is. Dave, and if David Long can continue that, then Monty Rice is probably not going to unseat David Long as being the third inside linebacker. Now, I just, I just don't know that Long is doing anything he hasn't done before, but that's a What are you talking about? What, did you, you watched the interception that he went back and got. That's something he's never done before. He hasn't done – he hasn't got an interception since high school. Okay. Now, it's one play. That one play. It's sure. one play, but it's an important one play to watch David Long do something that's his biggest question mark. His biggest question mark was not getting sucked up by every play action motion and, and just going all the way downhill and getting beat over the top. He drops back into coverage and makes a really athletic interception in preseason game number one. Yeah. Uh, random, qu- random question here. Charles says, what happened to Dave Cro- Dane Crookshank? Always hurt, buddy. Always hurt. I mean, hurt. this guy is like, he is a big, long, fast, strong, good-looking athlete. Like, Dane Crookshank looks the part. But – Always something going on. Yeah. Always something going on. All right, Austin, who's your rookie? You know, everybody went with Rashad Weaver, which um, it's, it's right now based off of the information and what we've watched. That's the obvious. I think I need to go. I think I'm going to go with Elijah Molden though. I think Elijah Molden, Elijah Molden will have a really, really nice role in this team and has the ability to make some game-changing type plays. Mm-hmm. And I think Elijah Molden, with his background, his dad's a former NFL guy, he's a really football-smart kid. The Jedi in the slot is what uh, he was referred to being. I believe that was from Lewis Riddick, talking about him being the Jedi in the slot. I think Elijah yeah. Molden will have a really nice rookie season. It might take a, a month or so, but I think Elijah Molden is going to be my answer. Yeah, for me, it's between Farley and Weaver, and I'm going to go Weaver, but Farley is is very close there. I really hope Farley plays tomorrow. I hope Molden plays tomorrow. I think I'm just really excited to watch Farley because of his athleticism. You know, I know he's a little bit behind the eight ball right now from a technique and comfort standpoint, but when you're that athletic, man, just send him out there and see what happens, and the preseason is the time to do that, so I, I hope he plays. But in terms of biggest impact this year, I think it's Weaver – because as we've talked about several times on the show, the impact goes beyond just whatever he puts on the stat sheet in terms of sacks and TFLs and and that sort of thing. It, the impact is also the rest that he is going to provide for Bud Dupree on Harold Landry if he can stay healthy. Yeah, good points. Uh, Vibrunner says, Austin, your hair, magic bucket, I assume. Yep. And then uh, Esco says, totally off subject, but Austin, that haircut is not a good look, Bud. Uh, it's not the haircut. The haircut's the same. It's the hairstyle. The hair, the hair is cut for the hairstyle. And when you don't do the hairstyle, and the magic bucket tells you to gel it straight forward, then this is what you get. So, yeah. and a reminder, I, I had to do this last week, and and this is what mine looked like. Yes. So I, I I do think Austin looks better than mine still. Uh, I mean that's like saying, well, that's like saying Chance Warmack was better than uh, Isaiah Wilson. <laughs> he was, was he not? Yes, but Chance Womack sucked. That's the point. <laughs> my my straight gelled hair being better than yours is like saying, yeah, Chance Womack was better than Isaiah Wilson. Yeah, because it's true, but it's also <laughs> not good. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about that. All right. We're going to revisit a question we asked you guys last week about this preseason game 
Uh, but first, I'm going to tell you guys about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. If you're looking for a brand new vehicle, head to WilsonCountyHyundai.com or drive out to see what they have to offer there in Lebanon, Wilson County Hyundai. They've got good inventory, and they will help you get the car you're looking for. Payne Bone and his team will do a great job of helping you find that car you need for your, whatever your lifestyle is. If it's not a lot there, they're going to work hard for you to get it. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go. Exit I uh, exit 236 off I-40 in Lebanon is where to get to. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. And you need to sign up for our friends today at BetMGM. Download the app. Use the promo code you see there, A to Z Sports, and you'll get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. You're not going to find a better deal than that anywhere else, and that's because BetMGM is the king of sports books. No doubt about that. So the question we're going to ask you guys right now is, how many quarters will you watch of the Titans-Bucks preseason game? One, two, three, or four. We asked this last week, and last week the overwhelming answer was I'm going to watch all four quarters. <laughs> so, which uh, I, I did. did. Which I, I, I watched all four. I did watch all four quarters. Uh, and then I asked, when was that? Uh, when did we expect our why am I caring about this game moment to happen? And uh, didn't didn't you have that? Didn't we tweet about that, Luke? About uh, about when again. you started to not care about this game. Yeah, well, I, I, we talked about that on Monday because I kind of stopped caring at halftime. But you're still there. You're still watching. I was still start. there, but I was eating lasagna and not really paying a whole lot of attention beyond that right. point. So, I, again, I, I highly doubt that preseason game number two against the Bucks, when we know nobody's going to be playing in this game to start, here's the answers that you guys are giving. Uh, and I don't know if I believe you guys uh, this week. Jared says he'll be at the game tomorrow. Hope to see you, Luke. See you next to the Titans Tunnel. So Luke will be there, as will Buck. I'm not, I'm not sure if we'll be allowed on the field. Uh, apparently that kind of varies stadium to stadium, but uh, I'll certainly be down near the field at some point, so say hi. And you should you. be near the Titans Tunnel because as you get social media for pregame, you will probably yeah. be around that tunnel area. Jeff yeah, says definitely. zero. Uh, Brian Rochelle says four. Big Sportsman says one. Uh, I, I, you got to change your YouTube name, bro, because I don't want to say that wrong and say something Recti. bad. Recti. Sure. Yeah. R3KT3E. Sounds like a Star Wars character. Says four. Griffin <laughs> says, sadly, all four. I'll be there. Omar says four. Jared says, all four. I'll be there. Bemo says four. David says zero. Ceresser says four. Uh, Travis says all four just as I did last week and you called me a liar. I did call people a liar. That said four. D Marie says four. Z Thompson says watched all four last week. However, this week we'll probably watch the first half. Trevor says four. Need my Titans fixed. Thomas says four. Louis says four. Tank four. Zach Goodman says two maybe. When is that game anyways? It's, so it's tomorrow at 630. If you're local, it's on News 2, uh, which I think they do. I think the whole News 2 team does a really good job. Uh, but my answer on this Luke, less than one. Really? Less than one. And wow. the reason even, the even re if Farley plays? I, I said less than one. I will watch the beginning of the game. Uh, the reason why I'm at less than one is because I have a seven o'clock reservation with some friends. <laughs> so, okay. like, so I will be leaving the house and I will be eating, drinking, having a fun time. So I will watch less than one quarter. 
uh, of this game. I will record it, so I will watch it the next day. I'll watch it Sunday to catch up so Monday morning we come in here and have a good, educated conversation. But less than one quarter, yeah. uh, no offense. I tweeted this Monday when when Bruce Arians told the Bucks media that he wasn't going to play anybody. Uh, I quote tweeted it and says, well, Saturday plans open. And Emily Proud <laughs> was right next to me. And she was like, well, thanks. Like, cause it's on her station. I was like, no, not personal, nothing personal. <laughs> I'm watching less than one quarter because I have seven o'clock reservations. Yeah. I, I want to respond to Eldon's comment who says Luke's buddy Lomas, who's uh, Will Lomas, who's one of the co-hosts of no nonsense with me. Uh, will rep- probably repeat it four times. That is probably true. Will Will is a bit of a freak, and he will probably watch the game like all of it, start to finish, and then like go back and break down the tape for some reason. That's well, just I who mean, he is. Uh, some people, some people love them some uh, preseason roster into the roster, finding out who who's doing it to make the practice squad and all that kind of stuff. Dave McGinnis went on Buck's show, Coach Mac, and and Buck asked him if he watched the Hall of Fame game. He's like, I watched the whole thing. It was like calling coaches throughout, chatting it up. That that is a football addict. Yes, absolutely. My my uh, answer. My Eric, answer. Hold real quick. Eric says, "I ha- Austin, I have a date. You better believe I'm gonna have it playing on my phone." Oh dear. I don't know where you're focus. at in your relationship. Is, focus, this is a, focus on your date. Here's not. what I want to ask Eric, because Eric, uh, we'll let Luke answer it. So Eric has plenty of time to tell us the answer to this. Uh, what is the situation? What date number is this? Are you dating? Are you boyfriend, girlfriend? Are you, what, what is this? I wanted to learn more about this so we can judge whether you're making well, a good or a really bad decision. I don't really care what situation you're in. I would put my focus on that other person and not, at a football event that Daniel Munyer is going to be playing significant well, we'll, time We'll figure in. it out. We'll figure out what – maybe Eric's date is invested <laughs> in the Titans as well. And yeah. so we'll figure that out. I would love to hear Eric expand on that. Yeah, my, my answer will be four. I will be there. Uh, now, I'll, I'll be in the press box. So hopefully at some point I will uh, maybe just be chatting with other Titans media as opposed to focusing very intently – but I am uh, I'm super excited to be there. It'll actually be the first time I've been to a, a, a football stadium that isn't Nissan Stadium. So so that is uh, really very exciting. Yeah, which is the weird. First... I've been to like I've been to a few like MLB parks, but I've never been to a, a non Nissan Stadium. I've seen several, but so pumped for that. I'll be nice. there for all four. Uh, I've been you to see Raymond... me say hi. I went to Raymond James Stadium once. But it was for okay. Outback Bowl. I believe it was in the year 2000. So listen, Tennessee to this. involved in that? No, no, no. So I went down. We were we were already in in Tampa for like a, a Christmas vacation, uh, family vacation type of thing, and the Outback Bowl was playing, and it was Georgia and Purdue. So I got to watch Drew Brees playing his last. I believe it was his last college game okay. at Purdue. And Drew Brees and Purdue went up against Georgia and Quincy Carter. <laughs> so that was uh, it. Was, I, I was like ten, maybe eleven. I forget exactly what year it was. But that was my that's my Raymond James uh, experience there too. Eric has answered. He says he's going to be on a date, uh, and he's going to be watching the Titans game on his phone. He says it's the first date, but she's down to watch the game also. Fantastic. Yeah. She's so a that's, keeper, I that's think, good. Eric. That's good. So I hope uh, – I would like, Eric, can you uh, report back Monday to let us know how that went? 
I want to know how Eric's date went on Monday. That can be a part of our Monday show. Yes. <laughs> a live, an update, a live report. Uh, yeah, no doubt. All right, A to Z Sports, it's time for Ain't That Good News. What is your good news? We do this every Friday. So let's share our good news this week for Ain't That Good News. But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout, is absolutely free. Guys, Mandu is fantastic. Uh, it will help you achieve your fitness goals. Maybe you're plateauing. Maybe you think you work out a lot and you think you're doing the right things, but you can't figure out how to get the rest of the way. Maybe you're 85% of where you want to be. Mandu can help you out and get to that, that fitness goal. Mandu.com. It's full body electronic muscle stimulation. It's a 15-minute workout that simulates five-plus hours in the weight room because of how hard it works your muscles and it doesn't put any stress on your body, on your joints and on your bones. So those old injuries, don't worry about them. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Now I want to tell you again about our friends at BetMGM, because right now if you download their app, give them the promo code you see there, A to Z Sports, they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. All right, Luke, we also have uh, the A to Z Sports Pick Show coming up later on this afternoon at 2 o'clock Central Time. So get Brian Edwards and Alan Bell there. Ain't that good news? Let's see. Uh, Sean says, my good news is his son will be playing the first ever football game at the new school. It will be televised locally. Go Wolves. That's cool. Uh, Brandon says, I'm going to the game, driving from Delray Beach, Florida, probably the only Titan fan in Palm Beach County. LOL. Uh, there's probably more than that. Uh, Trevor's just telling Eric to go ahead and put a ring on uh, on the first date uh, there. That's probably a, a bold move. Um Let's see. Uh, more good news. Jeff says, good news. We have college football next week. Thank the Lord. Yeah, that's true. Billy says, I went to Atlanta when McNair got hurt and Billy Volk came in. That's a good story. Uh, Bimo says, good news. The Titans sent him a Madden code. Don't play it like I used to, but plan to get a copy since Julio joined. Super what does cool. that mean? What is that? So, what is a Madden? Yeah. So every year when like Madden an old comes man out. asking what that means. I've never, I mean, I don't buy video games but i do know that every year when madden comes out they run a lot of promotions well they give like uh, nfl teams a bunch of codes and and some players a bunch of codes and they'll like you know do retweet this and and i'll send some codes out basically if you get a code it is it is good for a download of the game for free ah so free madden from bmo that's cool dustin says my good news is god is good bless man okay there you go g-man says good news outdoor gig in tupelo tonight rain chance down to 20 percent. well hopefully you don't get uh, rained on like I look like I did. Uh, Trevor says, got accepted to University of Tennessee. Getting everything sent over. We'll be going in January. Know someone there for sports and we'll be able to learn and help. That's awesome, Trevor. Congrats on getting accepted to UT. It's a good school. Uh, I say. <laughs> Noah <laughs> says, won his beer league slow pitch softball championship for the second year in a row last night. Hell yeah, Noah. That's what I'm talking about. Jeff Rubel had his his breaking news. Big the Big Ten, Pac-12, and the ACC are expected to announce an alliance next week. That's good news, too. Go SEC. Screw you, Big Ten Jeff. Uh, Zach Goodman says, good news is heading to Nashville for the Titans 5K race tomorrow. At one point, I, I told Buck that I would do the Titans 5K if he did the Titans 5K, but then it's he's in Tampa. So I kind of forgot about it. 
So I'm not doing the Titans. That would have been so funny. And I know uh, that like Mike and John will like stand at the finish line a lot of times. That would have been just hilarious. But they're not there. Like they should have the yeah. Titans 5K yeah. next Saturday or something. But the schedule's a little different. Yeah. Joe Dan says heading down to Cabo in the morning. That's awesome. Um, all right, Luke, what's your good news? My good news is that it's been a blast of a week here in Tampa Bay. And I, I, I have this picture that I took. And you can see in that picture – there's Tom Brady at quarterback in that orange jersey sort of covered. And there's Imani Hooker on uh, and, and Caleb Farley on Mike Evans there at the left. Brady and Mike Evans are like in my top five favorite players in the entire league. And to just be like standing that close, it's not even like a starstruck type of thing, although I was a little starstruck by Tom Brady. I'm not afraid to admit that. But yeah, you're just human. to be that, yeah, <laughs> to be that close to um just something that i love so much and you know i watch the titans every day and that kind of gets old at times um but just the being being that close to brady and and mike evans and it's less of a man i got that close to tom brady it's a i get to watch this level of greatness like right up and i get to watch the details and and see it that that up close it's it's just so cool and i'm i'm so very blessed to uh to have these opportunities that I do. And uh, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Mike Evans. I've, I've never seen anyone catch a football the way he does. His hands are just <laughs> magnetic. It's unbelievable. But, uh, but seeing them work up close, super cool. Keelan says, Luke, you're fired. No, Luke's not fired. Uh, Andrew's calling Luke a fan. Not a fan. Everybody Justin, would be starstruck against Tom Brady. Justin says you got a total man crush. And Dom says, oh, yeah. I know you guys love your job, man. Yeah. I, I love what I do. I know Luke, you love what you do. And uh, we're excited that, Look, we're, Luke's getting like, a lot of more like, responsibility this season too. I wasn't, I wasn't starstruck by Julio Jones. Like the first time I talked to him, it was just like talking to you know some guy in the grocery store or something. But then I was, uh, I was, I was tweeting something, and I look over my shoulder. I was near the Bucks press conference area, and I look at my shoulder, and like there is Tom Brady, like standing two feet away from me, and like I'm just like, oh, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's it's different, man. Yeah. Like Julio Jones, Hall of Fame player. That didn't that didn't do it for me. But Brady, man, that's that's just different. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely it's definitely different. And I do think uh, I do think it, it's it's wild um, of how numb you get to covering the team that you cover. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. like Derrick Henry is a freaking superstar. But I like he, I'm numb to Derek. I'm numb to seeing Derek Henry. Well, yeah, and when I met Derek Henry, he kind of stunk. <laughs> so like, yeah, you right. know. And so we have a different perspective. So, uh, yeah. Ethan says just realizing it's saying Florida Luke. Yeah, Luke's no longer in Tampa. Luke's staying with a buddy uh, in Daytona Beach. And so, but Florida Luke, uh, he'll be down there for the show on Monday too. Uh, yeah. So I did see some other good news that I wanted to bring up that I thought was funny. Uh, Danny says, good news. We haven't seen a stress straw in almost two weeks because I don't know if Zach brought his stress straws to Dallas with him, but those stress straws were a, a gag gift to Zach, but he actually used them quite a bit. My good news to wrap up, uh, this week is, uh, the fact that A to Z sports on Instagram, we finally hit that 20 K club. There yes. The 20 K awesome. club followed on Instagram right there for A to Z. Very excited about that. We've been working working hard on that one uh, for a long time. But hit that 20K. It's nice to see the 20K club. It's no yeah. longer 19.9. It's like that was just the worst. 
Because now we can just be like, yeah, we got 20,000 followers. I remember we, we hit 10K and, during training camp, like on the last day. Yes, so, yes. During so, Patriots. It was during Patriots. Uh, Brady was there too. That's right. <laughs> Maybe it's a Tom Brady yeah. thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Je so Jeff asked if I have been to Bucky's. Yes, I have. I went last night. It was uh, super fun. As uh, as my buddy Griffin says, there I was like a kid in a candy shop. It was super cool. Huge. What's that? What's Bucky's? It's like um, if if Pilot and Walmart had a baby. Like what? It's a it's <laughs> it's a huge like travel stop. You need to Google it. It's a big travel stop. They got like fresh food and like a big deli counter. And um, like they sell tea, there's like part Cracker Barrel. It's just really, really cool. Bucky's <laughs> a pilot and a Walmart had a baby. All right, sounds sounds like a great place, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, hope you guys have a great weekend. Again, don't forget, make sure you're following us everywhere. Instagram that just hit over 20k, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok, YouTube. What am I leaving out? Twitch, anything else I'm leaving out? TikTok. I think I, I think I covered it. Yes. But uh, Luke will have, Luke and Buck will both have coverage of the Titans game tomorrow for preseason game number two. So make sure you're following us. Make sure you have live notifications on. And, and Top Troop, I will respond to you. Uh, Top Troop has asked several times if I'm still mad at him. I, I no longer remember what I was mad at you for. Uh, so <laughs> the answer is no. Is that, that's not Titan Anderson, is it? Top troop, no. The top troop on YouTube. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know what was I mad at you about because, I, see, he's asked me several times. Austin's still mad at me. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. So no, clearly it didn't last with me. So I don't, I don't hold grudges with you guys. I disagree with you guys on opinions, but then I don't like stay mad at you guys. Uh, yeah. so Jonathan asked what's up with the, what's up with the hair. Uh, I can finally go back towards my normal hairstyle, although it's so gelled up this morning that it's just, Th that's not, not your right. normal hairstyle. No, but, uh, yeah, the magic bucket said I had to do my hair gel down all the way. And so now look, I'm getting there. It's, it's working its way. It's working its way back to normal. See, I look like a normal human being now. <laughs> All right, guys. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Don't forget to follow along. Luke will have coverage of the preseason game tomorrow. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.